Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in every Monday for your weekly reading and on Wednesdays to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy. The conversation is starting now. Warning, warning, warning for this episode. We are going to be talking about some things that have to do with religion. I know they say never talk about religion, but you know what? I have some things that have really gotten underneath my skin when it comes to psychics and mediums and things like that. And I am so tired of people beating up on us and thinking like we are devil worshipers and all these other things. And it's time for us to fight back. And so today, in today's podcast, I am going to be giving some information that can truly help you. Maybe it can even open up your mind a little bit, make you feel a little bit better about what you believe in. However, before we get started on all of this, I do have to say I am not against any religion. I'm not against anything, any kind of belief system that is going to make you a better person, that's going to make you happy, that is going to raise your vibration, That because it's actually going to have an effect on the world. So if you are a Catholic or Lutheran, a Buddhist, whatever it is, I don't care what it is, you deserve to go ahead and basically live your life according to your beliefs and your philosophies. The one thing is I am tired of spiritual people getting beat up and then it's like we don't have the opportunity, the information, or maybe even the evidence to fight back on our beliefs because we deserve that too and we are often discriminated against. And today I'm going to be going over some things, not just with religion, but some other areas too in which we're basically discriminated against. And I want to give a little bit more history to the reasons why I believe that we are discriminated against and then also like clear the air a little bit, okay? Give you a little bit more information on why these things are inaccurate and my hope is when I explain this to you a little bit, maybe it's going to fill in some dots, okay? Maybe it's some things that you kind of already knew and it's just going to make you feel a little bit better. But then for some of you, it also may help you understand that when you are learning about your intuition and even when you're learning about your psychic and mediumship abilities too, it's not bad, okay? It is very, very good. And there might be some things that have happened in the decades and centuries before us that is the reason why that you might be apprehensive. And we're just going to clear the air a little bit, okay? So I hope that no one takes offense to anything that I say, but I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible here. But sometimes when you learn something like I have over the last probably decade that I've been going through my spiritual awakening and you realize that people have not understood it correctly and such misinformation is just swirling around, finally you have to at one point stand up and set the record straight and that is kind of what I'm doing. All right, so I hope that you join me for this whole podcast because it's going to get juicier as we go on. And there's some really interesting things that I want to share with you that, like I said, can connect the dots a little bit. So let's get started. So first off, it is not just religion 
that has something against, you know, psychic abilities, intuition, and all those kinds of things. All right. Another thing is cultural basis. All right. So because there's different attitudes and the different things as a culture and how we perceive psychic and mediumship abilities. All right. And now in our culture, I believe it's becoming more mainstream. So when you look around at Barnes and Noble, they're having more tarot cards. There's more woohoo going on everywhere, going into stores. There's more metaphysical stores. There's even more places that have nothing really to do with the metaphysical, but all of a sudden they're carrying tarot cards and oral cards and things like that. So our culture has become a little bit more accepting of this kind of way of life, which is amazing. Love that to death. It makes me so happy when I see this because I see it as you know, bringing back things to us, bring tools back to us, like oracle cards and tarot cards and pendulums. Those are tools that we can use to really connect to ourselves and to our higher power, no matter what that higher power is to us, okay? But back in the day, culture really was against this kind of thing, okay? And one thing that I really want to talk about because it's so interesting to me is the Salem witch trials. So if you've actually had a chance to go to Salem, you will know exactly what I am talking about. But the Salem witch trials, in case you don't know, was basically where, you know, several people were hung for being witches. And this was because the culture in that community, well, not just in that community, but at all the United States at that point, they were against witches because they felt that being witches, you know, and practicing, quote, magic and things like that was devil's work and it went against the Bible. But the thing is, is when you learn more about the Salem witch trials, you realize it wasn't religion at all. It was a political agenda. So what ended up happening was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what my understanding was when I was in Salem, is that there was these girls who had a nanny who was basically a witch. And what ended up happening was they said that she was a witch. And so they went through the court system and stuff like that. And she was found guilty. But since she was you know, saying I'm guilty. They did not kill her. She did not get hung or anything like that. And so what ended up happening was, I guess the townspeople really trusted them, these girls. And they were like, oh my gosh, is there any more witches among us? Well, some of these girls did not really have good hearts, I guess, to say the least. And they were basically just pointing the fingers at all these different kinds of people. Now, some of the people, like one of them was, they said that she was a witch and her whole family was a witch or something along those lines. And the family had been going through a feud about the land for such a long time with their family. And so then when they said that she was a witch, basically, you know, it kind of made that, I guess you would have to say that legal thing kind of null and void. So it was kind of like when you looked into it a little bit, it was like, wait a second, are they just saying that people are witches just because of, you know, their own personal agenda? Yeah, it kind of seems like that was the case. In fact, there was like a new, I want to say mayor or sheriff in town. And all this started when he came about. And it seemed like he really wanted to instill fear in the townspeople. And when you're there in Salem, you can actually listen to the recordings of the, how do I say this, like the time in court. Okay, so, and during that, it was so funny because... The girl was like, fine then, if you are not a witch, then why don't you say the Lord's Prayer? 
Because I guess even back then they said that if you could recite the Lord's Prayer without any mistakes at all, then you were not a witch. But if you made a mistake, then that was your witch part coming through because you could not say the Lord's Prayer without a mistake because that's you're a witch. I'm not sure if you ever heard of that. I heard of that like my whole life. And I wonder if it comes from the Salem Witch Trials. So when the person on the stand that was getting accused of being a witch said, and hallowed be they name, uh, the, the girl was like, see, you said hallow and it's supposed to be hallow. And so guess what? You know, you must be a witch. Like it was insane. And then as you go through the, I guess, information, it was so funny because they would be like, oh, they're a witch because they never go to church. But the woman that never went to church, never went to church because, church because she was sick. And she ended up dying in the jail cell awaiting trial because she apparently was being accused of being a witch. Now, there was somebody else that always went to church, but then they also got accused of being a witch because I forgot the reason why. And do you know something that's so crazy? Do you know that the Salem witch trials didn't end until the girls accused the governor's wife of being a witch? And then as soon as the governor's wife was accused of being a witch, he was like, that's it. I got to put a stop to this. But he didn't put a stop to it all those times before. All of those innocent people. That is insane. And even when I was there, now being a psychic, now having my mediumship abilities, and I was like, there's no witches here. And before I even learned about everything, I was like, there was one witch. And guess who that witch was? That witch was the one that like raised little girls or was that nanny, you know? And so that was the only witch through all of them. There's no other witches there in Salem. They were all like innocent people, but because of their society that they lived in, guess what? Bam. They got like, most of them were hung. You know, one guy was pressed to death. Do you know they even killed dogs because some dogs were basically witches? Like this is like insane. And this is all because of culture. And this is still like, we have been outcasted and things like that in our society. And we still are for some, you know, for some of us, some of us, you know, we might actually have that experience where now it's cool, but it wasn't always cool. And to a lot of people, it still isn't cool. That's the reason why it's so hard for many of us to come out of the quote, spiritual closet, because a lot of people aren't accepting of us and they think that we're evil and things like that. We're going to get into it. But the cultural basis is the really like one of the main reasons why, you know, we're having this conversation today. Okay, so I also want to bring up a little bit too is the like Noah's Ark kind of situation. So people will bring that up, you know, back in the day when Noah went up to God and God was a burning bush and wrote in the Ten Commandments. And then Noah came down and that's when he's seen that the people were worshiping. I believe it was cow statues. I'm not really positive. But anyways, he was worshiping those kinds of things. And that was seemed wrong in the Bible. And my thing is, is that this is completely different than that. That is 
Actually, it's not different. If they want to worship cows, statues, then go ahead. Worship freaking cow statues. Worship whatever you want, you know, as long as it makes you a bigger and better person. But in all of my spiritual teachings, readings, and things like that, it brings the power back to yourself and not to any kind of statue or deity and things like that. It always comes back to honoring yourself. And the reason why I bring this up in a cultural basis is because, you know, back then, you know, look at the Egyptians, you know, it was culturally okay to believe in this and to believe in that. And now all of a sudden we just got a little bit more modern to where now, yeah, we can't believe in, you know, the woohoo, you know, spiritual things. All right, we're just going to move on really quick because this kind of ties into the cultural basis things. And that's because of fraud and scams. So we're also talking about this today because, you know, the famous, you know, Cleopatra, I have to watch that documentary on Netflix. I have not watched it yet, but apparently she was a really good scam artist, according to what I've read. Hopefully that documentary won't prove so, but I believe that, you know, she was found to be a fraud and a scam. And it's actually really easy to scam people with these kinds of abilities because it's not understood, it's not understood. And because of that, many people can be taken advantage of. And that's the reason why that I still do readings to this day is because as long as I put myself out there, people are going to be able to come to me and that's going to be less people that are going to be victimized by people who are out to get them. All right. So who have to get their money, maybe even to instill fear. And there's plenty of freaking scammers on Facebook right now that are just trying to even get your personal information and stuff like that because they can sell it. So fraud and scams are really, really big. And I don't blame anybody for not really believing in this kind of thing because of frauds and scams. The one thing that we really do have to understand, though, is that there's fraud and scams in every area okay every category every career there's people who are scam artists and there's people who are frauds and it's not going to be any different with psychic and mediumship it's like i said it's just a little bit more difficult to kind of pinpoint it to see who is a scam artist and who is fraud because when you build a house you absolutely know who is a fraud and who is a scam artist because you know they're not going to come back they're not going to do their work or they're going to do their work all funky or weird or you're going to see where they cut corners it's just that it's not that easy when it comes to, you know, spiritual connection. And a really big one that I want to bring up, and you might have heard of them before, but it's the Fox Sisters. So the Fox Sisters really revolutionized spirituality, you know, right around the turn of the century. And they were three sisters, and basically they said that they were able to communicate with a ghost in their home, a beggar, if you will, and they used to be able to talk to this beggar, you know, through knocking. So they ended up putting on shows and they just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then around, I don't even know how much further into it, they basically confessed that all of it was a lie. All it was a scam. It was all fake. It was crazy. Okay. It was, oh my gosh, just mind boggling around that time to have them flat out say, yeah, we were making this up the whole time. It wasn't ever knocking. It was us, you know, cracking our knuckles and our body movements. And it was insane. But several years after that, guess what they did? They came back and they said, no, we were lying about lying. <laughs> and they were like, no, we weren't lying. It was actually, it was actually true. So you never know what to believe, but I definitely understand, you know, with the whole fraud and the scams thing is another reason why that people may not really be accepting of spiritual 
as gifts because look, you know, there's been a lot of fraud and scams throughout time when it comes to this. And one more thing that I want to bring up because it kind of goes side to, side by side with this, okay, is spirituality really started taking off when the wars started happening. And that was because a lot of people didn't know what happened to their loved one as they went off to war. So they didn't know like if they were alive or if they had died, they had no clue. So a lot of times what these women would do who lost maybe their son, their husband, you know, the brother, whoever it was in the war, they would go to a medium. And the mediums used something that was called a talking board because it was much easier to use a talking board than it was to communicate how the Fox sisters did. So the Fox sisters communicated through like the knocks, like, okay, one, one knock for A, two knocks for B, three knocks for C. You get how time consuming that could be. So they made a talking board, which is basically a sheet of paper and it has the alphabet on it and it has like yes and no kind of thing written on it. Does it sound familiar to you? It should. It's called the Ouija board. <laughs> and so before it became the Ouija board, it was mediums used to use that to help communicate with those who have died in the war. And then what ended up happening was it became so mainstream that the um, people started recognizing, you know, this board. And this one guy, he, I think it was him and his brother, were like, oh yeah, we need to capitalize on this. We need to make something out of this. So they created this board and they basically took it to the patent office and they were like, hey, we want to patent this board. And they're like, okay, what is this board called? And so he literally used the board and he asked, what do you want to be called? And the board said Ouija, which apparently means good luck. Okay. And that is how it was born. And then it was capitalized on, as you can tell, and then it was sold in major stores and everything else. It is a spiritual tool. It should be in a spiritual place, not in a freaking kid's toy store, but that's a story for a different day. But that is how it came to be. And I thought that I would share that with you because it kind of shows a little bit of corruption. And even by somebody who's not even spiritual. Do you think that guy was a medium? No, he was not. Okay. He was a businessman and he seen an opportunity and he took it. Okay. He took advantage of the spiritual peeps, in my opinion. All right, so we got the fraud and scams. We got the cultural basis down. All right, another reason why people are just like, oh, no, 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 about spiritual gifts is because of the lack of scientific validation. And I get it because they're all like, oh, this stuff is just all woohoo and this stuff is all, uh, you know, it's not even proven. And it's just like, OMG, WTF. That's literally what I want to keep on saying because it's like, for me, my spiritual beliefs are more logical and sound than any other kind of like religious belief, okay? It answers all of my questions. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I went to Sunday school, I went to church, I went to all these things, and I never got the answers to the questions I was looking for. In fact, all I came away, away with was more questions. And I would be like, oh, if God knows everything, then, you know, why doesn't he know this? Or, you know, my mom would always say, um, God is watching you, so don't do anything bad. But I'm like, but if he was really watching, that he already knew that I was going to do something bad, so it's all good, right? And then the, and we'll get to more into some of those when we talk about the religious debate. But basically, it does coincide with 
physics. Because when you look at physics, everything is made up of energy. And then when we talk about spiritual gifts, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about freaking energy. Energy is everywhere and in everything. It's insane to me when people are like, no, it's it, it's not based in science and stuff like that. Like, look at the law of thermodynamics, okay? It says that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So to me... When I process that into my mind, and my mind makes things simple AF, okay? My mind does not complicate things. It literally says right there in black and white that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So that means when you are living your life out there, right, whether you are making a product, whether you are exercising, whatever it is, the energy has to go somewhere. And the energy does not come out of nothing. Energy has to come through things that are already here. So if you think about things that are created, whether it's a table, a chair, a house, right, it has come from items that are already here right? You know, basically when you roll a ball, you know, that energy is pushing that ball. That energy did not just come out of the freaking air and you created it. No, you freaking, you know, it was already there. And then you move that energy causing that ball to go. And it's, I don't know, it's just so funny because I'm just taken back to this time where I was trying to find a home for my spiritual circle after the the spiritual store that I was working at closed. And this guy was like, oh, no offense, but you know, psychic stuff, you know, they, there's nothing scientifically proven. My thing, which is like the float thing, you know, I'm talking about the float thing where you go in and you know, you are deprived of your senses and that kind of thing. And it's like black and you float in water. It was at one of those places. He was like, this is scientifically backed up, you know, psychics, you know, there, there's nothing to prove them. And I was like, just because science hasn't caught up with some of it, or people don't even recognize what we believe and what we feel. So going back to the law of thermodynamics, the same thing is applied when it comes to spirituality. So it's almost like Reiki, pranic healing, all those healing modalities. We don't just get the energy out of thin air, okay? It's either going to be our energy, the person's energy that we're moving. It can be source energy and we're moving and we're cleansing the energy that is there. And then the same thing when it comes to mediumship, people are all like, oh, you're talking to the other side. Yeah, because guess what? You are made up of energy right now. They freaking prove that even in our cells, okay? Our cells, when you break it down to the most nitty gritty, like inside of every single atom and stuff like that, what they have found is that it's the exact same thing that the stars are made of. Isn't that insane? So we are so connected to even outer space. And so we are made up of energy, including our soul, okay? And so our soul is made up of energy. And then when we die, it that energy is still there. So where did that energy go? Because from the laws, it states that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So it cannot be destroyed. So only thing that is happening is that the energy that we are, inside of this vessel, just no longer has a vessel. It no longer has a body, but it is still energy. Hopefully you're still tracking with me on that because it's so true. And it's like, oh my gosh. And there's so many things. I can go through the laws of physics and basically it's like check, 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 check with all of this like spiritual woohoo stuff. Okay. And I just think it's funny though, because people don't understand how these 
gifts work, okay? It is not an exact science. If it was a freaking exact science, then of course, like it would be so crazy. It would be like, it would be so amazing if it was an exact science, but it's not, okay? And I do have to say, like, it does look really bad on us that there was this, like, a competition. I don't know exactly what, because I know there's a few of them, but there was one really, really big one, and they were trying to find the best psychic, and finally they found one person. This is how the story goes, anyways, that they found one person that was a psychic, and they were like, oh my god, like, this person is so psychic, this is so amazing, we actually found somebody. And come to find out, that person wasn't even psychic. They were a behavioral, like, mentalist, okay? Isn't that insane? I love watching, like, all the stuff about behavior and mental analysis and stuff like that, and I can see what they're saying with some things with some psychic because they're like, oh yeah, they're just looking at you and then they're just drawing off of, you know, prior knowledge that they have and it's just so crazy. Uh, but it does not look good on us that that happened, but it did not happen because not people, people don't understand. It's not like an exact science. And so when I started doing readings, I did not want people to think that I was reading their body language. So I would just totally keep my eyes shut the whole time. And now even when I do readings, what I'll do is I'll look over off to the side, sometimes outside my window, because it helps me concentrate better. And then I'm not affected by any kind of movements, any kind of smiles, any kind of yeses and nos, especially when I'm in that flow of that energy and I know that I am hearing correctly. And then once I'm done with my little channeling spiel, if you will, I'll come back and I'll, I'll make sure it makes sense to them. And, you know, it always does. So... I just have to bring that up, though, because that kind of hurt us a little bit. The psychics and the mediums, we ain't perfect, guys. But guess what? You know, we are here for the love of people. Okay, so let's keep on going a little bit more with the lack of scientific validation. And the reason why is because people don't understand it to where they're giving out a lot of misunderstandings. And one thing I want to talk about, and I'm so mad at myself for not sharing this video, but at the time, I didn't want to put more energy into something that was yucky. I only like sharing things that are happy and I want people's energy to go to, but these two women were so misinformed. It started boiling my blood and then I literally just had to walk away. And what it was was that they were previous psychics and mediums and now they were sharing with people about how they said that was wrong and that was bad and they were being stupid and they should never have done the spiritual kind of thing and they were giving some examples of some of the foolery that they have fallen for and honestly like making fun of what I do. It was so, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish that I could have been on this live or whatever, this video and stuff like that. But one of the things that they talked about was about sage. And they were talking about, oh yeah, because they say just to burn sage and it'll keep demons away. And they're like, oh yeah, like your demon is like coming up to you and then be like, oh my God, no, like she used sage, I gotta go. And it's just like, oh my God, they don't even understand how sage works. So first off, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of times sage was used back within Native Americans to actually draw in your ancestors, okay? Like they would draw in your ancestors and you would use sage to try and bring them forth closer to you, maybe for protection, 
I'm not really sure to each their own on why they did that. But what happens is when you burn sage, actually you smudge it, okay, and then the smoke, the smoke actually changes the eons in the air. And it actually raises the quality of your air, if you will, raises the vibration. So that's what it actually does. It actually has a scientific change, if you will, of your atmosphere in the air. And now, because it has made this change, if you will, I don't even know how to describe this, what it has done is that it has kind of increased the frequency, it kind of raised the vibration of almost like the energy around you. And the reason why this can, can, not always, not absolute, can steer away, quote, demons is because demons, bad entities, they're of a lower vibration. And so when you change your environment to a higher vibration, you are no longer an energetic match for those lower entities. And so that's a reason why that sage can help you warn off some of that yicky bad stuff, okay? Now, you can't be involved in a lot of bad stuff, which lower vibrating, you know, behaviors and thinkings, okay? And then expect just to burn some sage and it's gone, okay? But let me give you an example. If I am a big druggie, if I'm an alcoholic, these are all lower vibrating, you know, behaviors. I'm an alcoholic. There's lots of domestic violence, okay? I'm very angry. I'm depressed. There's lots of mental illness that's going unchecked, all these things. And I'm in, I'm stewing in this environment, which is so full of, you know, lower vibrating things, basically energy. And then I just burn sage. It ain't going to do a whole bunch. Okay. It's almost like putting, you know, a glass of water on like a burning freaking forest. Okay. Like, yeah, like, will it help? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to help here, but I just wanted to bring that up to your attention because I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And then the other thing too, just so that you know that they were making fun of was people imagining things in their mind. And they're like, oh yeah, just imagine and yada, yada, yada. Like just imagine it and it will just go away. And it's like, oh my God, because we do not need our mouths to speak Okay, we can speak telepathically. We have not gotten to that point, or maybe we were at that point in some time, and then all of a sudden, you know, over the course of time, for whatever reason, we started using our mouths to speak. If you notice, when you have heard people talking to angels, when you've had a crazy dream and stuff like that, you don't actually see the person's mouth moving much of the time. A lot of the times, because they're talking to you telepathically. Even when you hear people who have had encounters with aliens and, you know, anything, their mouth isn't freaking moving. Do you think that I am talking to your past loved one and they're just like jabber jaws and I just see the mouth opening and closing? No, you could talk telepathically. And so it's like, whatever your intention is, then that is what you are putting out there in the world. And so they say, and this is true, they've actually proved this too. I wish I had a study for it, that your thoughts actually do, you know, create energy because it actually takes energy for your brain to create a thought. So if your thought creates your your voice, then do you see where I'm going here with that? Oh my gosh. If you can get like so in, in, in depth with that one, but I just have to like put that out there. Okay. Because I feel like it might help. Now, before we get to the religious thing, I had to bring up one more reason why people might be so against psychics and mediums. And it's just a total misunderstanding 
OMG, it is media portrayal. These are the freaking, oh my God, these are the freaking movies, the freaking shows that they're putting out there. And I have to say, I don't know if anybody else is suspicious AF with this, but I am. Why is it all of a sudden, I can't go to the movie theater unless I'm going to watch something, you know, horror or scary or, you know, something that has to do with the Marvel movies <laughs> or something like that. That's it. That's the only choices that you get. And it's so funny because I cannot help but see the agenda of whoever is writing these movies because it's like they are trying to make us scared of psychics, of mediums, of talking to people on the other side. And I am like, why? They have this all wrong. This is not the way it is. And I want to be completely honest with you because our media has been this way is the reason why that I was so scared of psychic stuff and mediumship stuff and tarot card readings and stuff like that. I thought it was so scary. I thought I was worshiping the devil. I thought like so many crazy things. And because I was so scared, I was not able to become my true self and open up to that part of me that actually healed me. I was getting so sick. My life was just beating me to crap until I learned the truth about all this. And then as soon as I learned the truth about it, all of a sudden, I started going down this path and I became healthier and I became happier. And all of a sudden, I started like grabbing life by the horns and being like, I'm going to live my life like freaking amazing AF, not like just being beat up, having just like spend every single month, like not being able to pay my bills. And yeah, your spiritual awakening will do that to where all of a sudden you are applying for new jobs, you have more confidence, you know, you are realizing that truly where your attention goes, energy flows. So all of a sudden you stop putting your attention onto the bad stuff, you put your attention on the good stuff, and then all of a sudden your life has changed. Before my spiritual awakening, I was living in a basement, I was really, really sick, I was in and out of the hospital, I was just, oh my gosh, I had like Oh my, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. I, I saved up like $100, which was a ginormous amount for me. And it might be a lot for you right now. But now, no, a beautiful house. I go on trips. It's amazing. I was able to provide a beautiful life for my son. So I just thought that that's kind of weird that when we look on these movies and stuff like that, they just make it all scary and they make it out to be like, oh no, it's not a grandma she's talking to, it's the devil. Oh my God, can you get a new line, okay? Because that is just horse, S-H-I-T, okay? I'm trying not to swear. I literally swear like a sailor usually. And I think that my husband said it best on one of my previous podcast episodes that he was on. And he said, if this is the devil's work, you know, mediumship readings, all that stuff, then he's working in a very insufficient manner. And that is 1000% true. Because when people come and have a reading with me, okay, they leave like happier, more fulfilled, more understanding, they're going to live a better life. And guess what? I've been doing this for years and nothing bad has ever happened to them. And nothing bad has ever freaking happened to me. It's like crazy. And so they're I don't know. There's just been some movies that just get really under my skin because you can see how they're trying to make you scared of this. And I'm going to be honest, 1000% honest. I feel like they're trying to make you scared because spirituality gives you back your own power. And like other, like these stupid movies and everything else, they're all powerless. Oh my God, you did something and now you let like a demon into your house, which that's kind of true, but that's actually more rare than you think. But 
when you believe in your spiritual stuff like this and you have the same kind of philosophies as I do, then basically it brings you back all the power. And I guess if we can go into that just a little bit more, but it's like so funny because we were just watching Insidious the other night because Insidious 5 is coming out. I usually don't watch any kind of scary movies, that kind of thing, but I also want to see what the hype was about. But with Insidious, that's when the little boy basically astral projects and then he gets lost um, on the other side in the astral plane. And it's so funny because I remember the first time I watched it and I was like, this is so unrealistic. And my husband's like, yeah, it's a movie. This doesn't exist. And I'm like, oh no, all of it totally freaking exists. Okay. You can go to sleep at night and go to the astral plane like that boy did. 1000%. That exists. I've been there several times, right? Shout out to my astral projectors. And I've been doing that since I was a kid and didn't even notice that I was doing it. And so, yeah, when you go on the astral plane, 100%, kind of like what the movie says, you know, there is some bad SHIT, you know, on that plane. And there also might be some things that's more neutral. I see the astral plane as where ghosts go, okay? It's kind of like a bridge between this world and the next, okay? But Anyways, you go on the astral plane, but you always have a connection to your body. So if you ever read into people who've had out-of-body experiences, all they have to do is like think about their body. All they have to do is set the intention that they're back in their body and bam, they go like bam, right into your body. There was only one incident that I ever heard of and the girl was right next to her body and then she just couldn't get back in. <laughs> but I tell you what, there's a little bit of still like unknowns with the astral plane world. That's the reason why I don't like to astral project um, very much. But the one thing is true is that you are always tethered to your body. Your soul is tethered to your body. So that's the reason why that I felt like that movie just made it a little bit more scarier than it had to be. But I also do like the warning that it gave with astral projection. So if you are astral projecting, you can always just reach out to me, okay? We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more. But with some of these other movies, it is like so obvious that they're trying to make you scared. There's this one movie. I'm not sure if you've seen it or not. I don't want to give it away, but I think you know where I'm going with this. But basically this woman thought that she was communicating with Mother Mary and in the end ended up being a demon or whatever and then it wanted to kill everybody. Like that is just really unrealistic, okay? And that is not the way that someone who is trained works. Can spirits manipulate Yes, but a majority of us are not going to be in that vibration to even have a demon or a negative entity want to do that to us. Most of us are mostly high vibrating. So it's like that's not even going to happen. And then if you know what you're doing, which is setting your spiritual boundaries, then you are good. So every time before I even connect, I set the intention that only 100% love and light can come inside my space and bring me information of the highest good. And when I do that, that is setting that intention. That is setting that boundary to where nothing negative can come inside of my space and manipulate their reading or my insight or my cards or any other divination tool that I use. Now, some people don't do that and they may or may not be opening themselves up to something else. A majority of the time, no. No, you're not opening yourself up to anything else, okay? Because usually there's nothing really bad around you. The worst thing that's around you is going to be your own ego making stuff up. And one thing I do have to say about these movies is 
like um, the ones that they consulted, Eddie and Lorraine Warren. So if you don't know them, they were these demonologists that worked on a lot of different cases and stuff. And they even say that negative things like this have to be invited in. So they have to be invited in from some freaking way. And a lot of the ways to are going to be through rituals and stuff like that, satanic rituals. And, you know, even sometimes the Ouija board too, where they're really wanting that, that evilness, if you will, or they make packs with like the devil and stuff like that. It's just, that's all bad juju. Us who are listening to this right now are not involved in that kind of thing. Okay. We don't have that kind of energy or the vibration for it. We are good on that. Okay. So that the media is just putting things out there that are completely inaccurate, completely wrong, and just completely just making people think differently about this whole thing. And that's the reason why that we are getting, like, I can't keep on saying it, like we're being discriminated against and people hate us and they're making us come out to be like bad things and we're not bad at all. In fact, we're the opposite of bad. We're the one that's love and light. We're like, hey, we're just over here trying to make the world a better freaking place, you know? And they're like, <laughs> so. So definitely the media portrayal. Now we're going to be getting in to the religious part. If you want to bow out, I totally understand, but I would love it if you stayed and you just listened to my two cents because we have heard a lot about how religion hates on the psychics, but we haven't really gotten the psychics point of view about religion. Not too much. We don't really talk about that because you know why? Spiritual people don't push the spirituality onto others. We respect other people's beliefs. You don't see people coming and knocking on the door and being like, oh, do you want to get to know your higher self and your spirit guides and your angels that will help you make easier decisions and quicker decisions? It will decrease stress in your life and it'll make you so much happier. And guess what this will cost you? Nothing. Except for a little bit of time and learning how it works and how you communicate with them. That's literally it. Okay? So, <laughs> so. The thing is, is that when it comes to majority of spiritual beliefs, now I'm going to go over the spiritual beliefs really quick, okay? And that is, overall, we believe that there is an energetic source that you can call God, you can call spirit, that is connected to all things living and also beyond. Like we believe that we're all connected to earth, to each other, and things like that, and we are specks of the divine. Divine can also be known as God. Okay. And then also created from God, you know, it's not just this earth, but probably all the rest of the planets, the outer space and everything else. God created all of it, you know, God's in each one of us. And then he also created um, angels and angels are also here to like help us out. We decided to come here to this earth because this earth is a beautiful freaking planet. And then we can have a lot of fun and it's kind of like playing house or like Barbies and, you know, over there on the other side, you know, we can have whatever we want, you know, it's just kind of like energy and we can manipulate it however we want and then when we come here it's kind of like the unknown and it's kind of like playing house and it's kind of like we're at summer camp like having fun with our like little friends and you know we put ourselves into these bodies and it's kind of freaking weird because you know when we first came here it's like how the hell do I work this thing you know like how in the world do I walk how in the world do I talk how do I eat and so we get to know our bodies and then we get to grow up and we get to see like what kinds of things and how we're going to express ourselves, you know, in this life that we have. And then 
we go back to the other side, we kind of regroup a little bit, and then we try to set out on our next life. Like, what other kind of experiences do we want to have here? You know, do we want to, you know, be born near the rainforest in the South American area? You know, do we want to be in the Antarctic? Or would we love to learn about the desert, you know? Or what kind of time do we want to be born in? What kind of experiences do we want to have? Do we want to learn, you know, is it truly to have love and then lost and then never to love at all? Like, is that true? Is all fair in love and war? Like all these little questions. And then we get to play it out and get the answers to it. And it's really kind of cool. But that's not all. And we have the angels to help us out. But before we come here, we create a plan and we have our spirit guides. Those are guides who guide our spirit, aka our soul. And so these spirit guides are souls that have lived here on earth before. And basically they're there to help us out because they kind of know what we're going through a little bit. And they kind of know our agenda and what we wish to have experienced while here. So think of it kind of like as a vacation, even though I get you, this, this life is not like a vacation, but there's somebody that has been here before. And so they're going to try and navigate us a little bit behind the scenes if they can. Okay. It's almost like they're behind the scenes in our little movie. And so that we have that. And then we also have our guardian angel that is part of the angels that come with us. And each one of us has an assigned guardian angel. So when we come here in this crazy freaking world, okay, we are coming as V I peace because we come with an entourage. Some of us might have one spirit guide. Some of us might have nine, 10, 10, 11 spirit guides. Some of us might have more than one angel. Yeah, just never know. And then you also have your past loved ones reaching out to you and also, you know, powwowing with you and things like that. You are not alone. Believe me, this is way too crazy of a world. I've heard angels say that they think that we're crazy AF or freaking even reincarnating. So, <laughs> so we have help. All right. The reason why I bring this up is because in a way, what I just said and what religious text says, and I'm just going to talk overall with what religion says. I'm not going to get into any specific details of individual religions, at least not right now. It's all the same. God created the world, you know, um, the Ten Commandments, if you will. And basically, that's all of it, really, because spiritual people are probably still going to follow the Ten Commandments, but we're just not going to think that it's like a sin and it's evil and you should you know, not do it because it's bad. You're going to go to hell. Um, we don't do it because we know that it's better to leave the earth with more love than we found it. And even though, though those 10 commandments are bad, we're going to forgive ourselves if we do do them because we're human and it's okay. So it does differ a little bit. I feel like there's a little bit more of a forgiveness, you know, when it comes to the spiritual thing, because it's like, we understand that, you know, we are just learning. We are, we are incredible, powerful beings, but at the same time, time, you know, we're in this body that has an ego and it has different weird functions. And some of us may not have incarnated that much. And so then all of a sudden it's like, we don't even know how things work and we don't how, know how to control our addictions or the things that we're feeling. And for a lot of us, we are so used to being on the other side. That's so high vibrating that when we come down to this dense planet, we're more subjected to like those addictions and to drugs and to violence and things like that, because we don't know what the world we're doing because we're not used to being so small and we're so used to helping on a much grander scale that we just feel like whatever we do just really isn't enough when we're here. 
And so spirituality allows you to forgive yourself a little bit. And it's like, hey, it's okay if you make a mistake, you know, and all is going to be forgiven. You are all right. Okay. Just akuna matata. Keep on going. It's almost like the God in the Bible is mean and just like, ah, you know, like the horrible freaking planet, planet, the horrible freaking parent that you are just like scared AF of. And the God that most spiritual people believe in is just the one that's forgiving and understanding and the God that is in you and in me. And I just love that. And so when people say, do you believe in God? And it's like, yeah, I don't use that term. And I don't use the term God very often because it has a bad stigma around it. Because my God is not going to be vengeful, okay, and flood the whole planet just because they were, quote, B-A-D, they were bad, you know? Like, what kind of parent do you want? You have the choice right now to, you know, um, believe in whatever parent that you want to have. And my parent doesn't do that. My parent forgives me. My parent freaking loves me. My parent is like, Heather, I know you're trying to do your best. Okay, and you're going to keep on going and I'm going to be there every step of the way and I am going to help you. All right. Not the one that's like, I don't know, like really, really angry all the time and really, really mean a lot. Okay, so that is going to bring me to one thing. Okay, and that is, as you may know, and I I have talked about this before, but I have to put this here. And that is my favorite number is 316. And for a good amount of time, I was like, oh my God, like, why is my favorite number 316? I was born at 316 because this is probably and arguably the most famous Bible verse ever is John 316. And for a while there, I'm like, oh my God, like, why in the world is this? Because John 316 states, and so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. For whoever shall believe within him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay, I, I did that from memory. So hopefully that was almost verbatim. It sounded really good. I just channeled that a little bit. So why in the world would I be born at 316? Why in the world would I be obsessed with this number? If basically the whole planet knows this, is that you have got to go through Jesus Christ to be able to die for your sins. Like that, that, that does not resonate with me whatsoever. In fact, I don't know about you, but has anybody ever thought of, well, that sucks for the people who, you know, died 15 minutes before Jesus did. What about them? Now they don't get saved. Now they get to go to hell. But if they would have died 15 minutes after Jesus did, now all of a sudden they're saved. Because it says that Jesus had to die for our sins. So he had to die first and then he died for our sins and then we can be forgiven now, which is awesome that we don't go to hell. But I feel bad for all of the people that died before Jesus did because now they got the rough end of the stick now. It's not their fault that they died before Jesus did. In fact, that's God's fault. God took them before Jesus died. Now they're going to burn in hell. That is not fair. And... It's not freaking logical. So I'm not sure if you heard of The Course in Miracles, but The Course in Miracles actually is a book that was published in the 70s. And this woman has um, channeled Jesus and Jesus set the record straight on John 3.16. Now, I love this. It's all about perspective. John 3.16 
It's all about God so gave the world Jesus Christ, okay? Because Jesus is a bridge between this world and God. Because so many people felt unworthy or unable to talk to God. Because maybe they felt like they weren't worthy to talk to God. Like, oh my God, this is like the big kahuna. You know, this is God. This is, oh my, you know, this is way above my pay grade kind of situation. And so what they did was they brought Jesus so Jesus could be a medium. So he could bridge the gap between this world and the next. So that he basically, it didn't seem like God was very far. And that's when I was like, oh my God, because I'm a medium. I'm nowhere like Jesus. Jesus is amazing. Jesus is a master. Jesus is this great. Like we love freaking Jesus. People in the spiritual world freaking love Jesus. It took me a while to get on board with the whole Jesus thing. Like I was working with Archangel Raphael a lot as my healer um, because Jesus was a master healer. Come on. He freaking cured people of like, like what was it? Um, leprosy or whatever like that. Like he was a Reiki master. He turned water into wine. Come on. Jesus was doing magic. But now all of a sudden, if we learn, you know, magic and things like that. And if we say that we're in love and light, oh no, that's bad. That's bad. But Jesus can go ahead and freaking do it. And then aren't we supposed to be more like Jesus? What's up with the contradictory? It's just so much of it. And so you tell, I get freaking irritated with this because I love freaking Jesus. I work with Jesus. Jesus is awesome. And guess what? I don't think that Jesus really likes that more wars were started. More people were killed probably in his name than anywhere. Do you think that Jesus wanted that? Do you think that Jesus was like, hey, I'm going to die so people can feel closer to God. And then afterwards, so many wars can be sought in the name of religion that has to do with me. And then all these more people will die. No, mm -mm, I don't think so. I don't think Jesus is like that. Sorry, I'm getting kind of freaking annoyed just thinking about it. <laughs> okay, so he did that. And it's just so funny because so many religions have been corrupted. Just like the psychic things. Hey, I was totally transparent in telling you that the psychic world, the mediumship world, you know, like, yeah, we have scam artists too. And we have frauds. And we have all of that. But guess what? The freaking religions have it too. So why is it okay for us to believe in them, but not in our thing? Okay, they're messed up. Like I was a Lutheran in my young adulthood and I would go to Bible study all the time and I was going to church all the time. I was really, really involved in my church and I was a trailblazer for women in my church. I was like, I did a whole bunch of cool things, okay, within this church. And I remember, you know, being obsessed with the book of Matthew, love the book of Matthew. But the thing is, is that when I was in Bible study one day, apparently it was like Matthew, the book of Matthew was written 100 years after Christ's death. And I was like, I go to my um, pastor. I was like, hey, I was like, why in the world did Matthew wait so long to write his book? A hundred years? I was like, do you think that he's actually remembering all of this right? Because, you know, like he's human and, you know, like, can you imagine writing about something that happened a hundred years prior? Like, don't you think like your memory would be a little faulty? Dude, I'm only 39 years old right now. I can't tell you about anything that happened. I can barely tell you about things that happened when I was a teenager, let alone. And then you could argue and be like, well, no, this is freaking Jesus Christ. Well, just also understand that Jesus, you know, wasn't the Jesus he is today, okay? Like this was back in the day, you know, 2023 freaking years ago. So 
my um, pastor was like, hey, just give, you know, Matthew some slack. And I'm like, okay. So there's so many forgiving that has to happen. In fact, the Lutheran religion itself, I found it to be extremely interesting. And I believe that I am remembering this right, but basically it was Martin Luther and they were being suppressed by the Catholic religion. And because Catholic was saying, oh no, this is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. We are reading the Bible and the Bible says you have to do this. But Nobody else could read it because nobody else spoke that language. So what Martin Luther did was that he went ahead and he had the Bible um, translated into their own language. And I believe like he was almost killed for it, if not killed for it, all these other things. And he basically gave everybody a copy of the Bible translated into their own language. And that is basically how the Lutheran religion was formed. Now, Martin Luther didn't, as far as I know, I remember him having a really good vibration. I remember him being a really good guy. I learned something things afterwards that weren't so good but I remember at this moment in time thinking that he was a good guy and like that was really awesome of him because the Catholic religion hasn't always been honest in fact they used to make oh my god they used to like tell people that in order for a soul to cross over to the next world you know they would have to have you know, money to pay the person on the other side. And I can understand the ignorance, okay, that kind of stuff. But they used to also be like, okay, if you want to be forgiven for your sins, you're going to have to pay us money. Now, apparently, they use Hail Marys. But back in the day, it was money. So it was like, oh my gosh, religion, okay, has some dark history in their closet too okay so maybe we should like open up those doors a little bit before they start coming after ours now i know that some of you might be more religious fanatics that you might be going to church more and i might not be completely 100 percent, you know um correct this is what I remember from my teachings and from my learnings. And even if some of it might be a tiny bit off, I know that overall I got the gist of the whole thing. And the whole thing too is, my point, is we as psychics, as mediums, as spiritualists, as all of that, the metaphysical world people are so talked down upon and we are given so much bad energy when the biggest organized religions of the world have way bigger and darker secrets than we do. Way, 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 way more. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny that we're the ones that are deemed as, you know, evil and we're the ones that are, you know, doing dynamic things and stuff like that, which there are those parts. There are those parts of it, you know, where, you know, some people go to the dark, just like there's dark and light. Look at how many people have abused other people that are in, you know, religious organizations. Okay. There is light and dark to everything. And as I talk about religious too, religions, it's not just all bad. It's also very, very good. Oh my God. Wow, my sister's church has helped out so many people with their bills and the coming together. It was amazing. My church, I swear to God, I don't know if it saved my life or what, but I loved my church. My church was everything, 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 everything to me. And so it's not like there's, you know, not just bad thing with religion. It's not. There's also that good, but there's also good with us. And I feel like it's really time for people to start seeing that it's good, that we have been pushed down by, you know, culture in our society. We have been pushed down because of frauds and scams that are in the spiritual arena. But guess what? Those are everywhere. 
We have been pushed down because they say that there's a lack of scientific validation for our beliefs. When, on the contrary, we probably have more scientific basis with this woohoo stuff than religion does. It's just that it goes back to that culture thing in the society. It's just more widely accepted for the religion. And I don't even know why, because the religion that most people, you know, which is probably, you know, the Bible, the people who believe in the Bible, that's only been around for a few thousand years. You know, our religion, if you want to call it that, our belief system, has been around for way, way, way longer than that. Okay? Way, way longer. I feel like we were probably bullied into religion because this is a very important part. Very, very important part is religion and its structure and its organization is needed we absolutely need religious or religious organization we need those 10 commandments we need people to believe that there's a hell and that they're going to like just be tortured when they die 1100 zillion percent we need that we need people to believe that and why do we need to people to believe that because if we go off and we have a world where everybody believes what I just told you. Like, we're all God's creatures. And it's okay if you make a mistake. Because when you pass over, you know, everything is going to be all right. Okay? Forgive yourself. Because there are evil people in this world. There are bad people in this world. And if they think, oh, guess what? You know, um, I'm going to kill all these people. And it's going to be a kuna matata when I go to the other side which it's really not like that, okay? When you do bad things, even little bad things, right? Like you might hurt someone's feelings and stuff like that. When you cross over on the other side, what ends up happening is you feel that pain of that other person. You feel it in your whole entire being. It's not just sympathy pains or anything else like that. It consumes you, even like little baby things that you do. So when you do the really bad things, like murdering someone and stuff like that, and all that pain and that heartache, oh my God, like it is going to be torture for you when you go to the other side. It's going to be your own personal hell. But I don't even get the concept of hell because, sorry, but logically speaking, you're going to burn in hell. And I'm like... But I'm energy and my body is the one that has the pain receptors. So I don't understand how I'm going to feel the fire without my body. That's where my mind goes. It goes to logical, okay? And then like another thing too, like my whole family was religious and they're like, no, you got to get the baby baptized because if you don't get the baby baptized and the baby dies, then the baby's going to go to hell. Are you, are you freaking kidding me right now? That's what you're choosing to believe? You're going to choose to believe that your God is going to kill a baby, an innocent baby, and then that baby is going to now have to burn in hell with this metaphorical freaking body that it has so it could actually feel the freaking pain because his parents maybe got too busy or something like that or the church didn't have an opening for the freaking Christianity, you know, Christians or whatever it's called, what the thing is called, where you get baptized. Oh my God, I am so sorry if I am insulting anybody, but I just hope that you can understand a little bit of my logic that's coming through right now. Religion is so needed because the fear of hell truly stops people, I believe, from doing some bad stuff. Maybe not everybody, obviously, right? But a lot of people don't do things because they are scared of what might happen, you know, when they get to the other side, the repercussions, that kind of thing. And then some of them, too, might believe in that, hey, you only have one life. And so then they might be taking more risk and things like that because it's like YOLO, you know? You only live once. Now, the thing is, is that I only live once too as Heather. 
Okay, this is the only time I'm going to be able to play her. This is the only time that you're going to be able to play the character that you are right now. And as crazy as it sounds, you agreed to be who you are right now. And your job is to be your authentic, cool self. But going back a little bit to the whole we need religion, it's also because we have a balance here on Earth. Now, other planets that you might reincarnate on, they don't have a balance that's as specific and as intricate as Earth. So if you notice, Earth is very, very, like, I can't think of another word besides balance, okay? Our ecosystem and everything else is balanced. If one thing leaves, like a bee, you know, mosquitoes and things like that, like, our whole ecosystem can be become unbalanced. And the reason why that we're having a lot of issues and difficulties right now is because it's imbalanced. Does that make sense? So we have the exact same thing when it has with nature is also within ourselves as humans. Now, we are not separate from nature. We are one with nature. So as equally as good there is, there's also equally as bad. So I like to believe that religion can actually basically put boundaries on the bad. So I feel like it's 1,000% like needed. I also believe too that we are specks of God. I just talked about that. We are little baby, little baby specks, you know, having our own each individual experience. But if other people thought that they were God, like they would take that and run with it. Like I am God, you know, like, oh my God, like, no, like you're taking it so out of context. That's not how it's supposed to go. Like basically they could just run away with their ego and I don't even know. So I also want to bring up to this really quick because this just came to my mind and it 1000% pertains to what we're talking about right now. And that is remote viewing. So have you ever heard of remote viewing? Remote viewing is something it, that, you know, psychics can use, like anybody can use it because everybody's psychic. Everybody is medi has mediumship abilities. These are all gifts that we have. They're not freaking gifts. They're skills that everybody freaking has. And probably because of the reasons why I just told you, you know, in the world, you know, we were pushed down upon and things like that because, you know, there's evil and there's bad that needs to be, you know, put in its place, if you will. But with remote viewing, what it is, is that you can take your conscious mind and then you can see places that exist in this moment in time in the world. So I can remote view and see your house. I can remote view and see, you know, the Pentagon or the, um, you know, Italy or wherever. I can do wherever. Everybody can do this, right? It just takes skill and takes practice. Well, however, there is this movie called The Men Who Stare at Goats. It has George Clooney in it. Totally think that you should watch it. Love that movie. And what it shows... This is a true and actual story that the United States government was trying to see if they could use remote viewing in helping them like win the war and things like that to see if they could spy on people, those kinds of things. And so they got together some of the best remote viewers. Now, think about this. If we all were amazing psychics and we were all just amazing mediums and channelers and remote viewers and those kinds of things, like if everybody on earth had that ability, do you think that would be a good thing? Remember, we have a balance. There's good and there's bad in this world. It's a yin and yang kind of situation. So it's equally as good, it's equally as bad. So if psychics and mediumship abilities and spiritual gifts got into the wrong hands and they really learned how to use them, I don't know if that would always be a good thing. If you can see what other people are doing and you spy on them from other countries and stuff, you might be able to do some crazy stuff politically. You could probably do some crazy stuff in the world. I don't know. Because if you put manipulators and stuff like that 
into the spiritual gifts community, it could be a recipe for disaster. So I am still 100% on board with religion. And I'm still 100% on board with them, you know, keeping their boundaries. But I just don't like how they claim to be love and light and things like that. And then, you know, they just totally diss us. I remember when I was a server and I would always have to work, you know, Sunday mornings. Everybody knew this. I'm not sure if you had this experience or not, but the crowd rush. So the crowd rush in the in, on Sunday mornings was the church rush. After church, everybody would go out to breakfast. And they were notoriously, and I don't mean one specific person, one specific table. I don't mean on just one, you know, Sunday. This was years and years and years of working as a server on Sundays. It was 1,000% known that the church, the church crowd was the worst crowd, the worst crowd. They were the people who were the most rude. They were the people who would yell at you. They were the people that obviously wouldn't tip, but that's fine, you know, because I understand if you can't, you know, you might have been, you know, having difficulties too. But they were just overall known as the meanest people and not forgiving, nothing like that. And I remember at the time I wasn't going to church, but I was like, oh my God, like these people are going and learning about Jesus and love and light and God. And then they're just like throwing it out the window as soon as they leave that freaking building and they're treating all of us like crap. And so I'm like, you don't have to be that way. And I know a lot of people who are religious who are not that way. But I tell you what, I have been in a lot of those situations where people are pushing their agenda down my throat, their beliefs, their limiting beliefs, and their fears on me when they find out what they do. Now, I have to look at myself and see why. I am being put into those situations. Why am I being told, this is a true story, from the pastor who is coming to my Aunt Judy's memorial service that what I am doing goes against God and this is what I need to be doing? I remember standing there thinking to myself, okay, God, tell me why. Why? Why am I having to take this right now? I am not in the mood right now to defend myself. I don't, I shouldn't have to defend myself. The pastor didn't come here and I didn't make him defend himself that I did. I'd be like, hey, you know that Bible verse that you said? Well, I don't like it. No, no, I didn't. And now here I am grieving someone that I love. And now this pastor is looking at me and he's, I'm not sure what he's trying to do. Is he trying to hurt my soul? Is he trying to help my soul? If he is, this is the wrong place, the wrong time. And I feel like I need to stand up for myself, but I really don't know how in this moment. And so that's why I was talking to God as he was talking to me. And that's when he said, I remember God, spirit, higher self, whatever you want to call it, said to me, pay attention to what he's saying. Because what he's saying, you need to do within your community. And I realized that what he was talking about is that there's a coming together that needs to happen of people with like minds. What I think that he was trying to say, I think he was trying to get me to go to church. But then what I heard from my own interpretation was that I needed to create my own church with my own people. And I had, I used to do like the development circles in person, but as you could tell, like with the float Institute and stuff like that being a little bit, you know, against psychic stuff. And I don't want to like go in specifics of which one it is and stuff like that. But 
basically I just kind of stopped doing in-person stuff and that was okay because the pandemic happened anyways. And that's when I created coffee and cards. So now I have a little bit of like that church thing, you know, so where we meet, you know, together for our circles, we meet together for our office hours and we're actually going to be meeting in person, you know, in Florida next month. So I was able to do that. And I'm really happy that I listened. So sometimes you can get a little bit of insight on how your spiritual awakening is happening, how you are being spoken to and stuff like that by the predicaments that you get yourself in, like I was with that pastor. And I got a message in that moment. And it wasn't the obvious message, which is I should go to church. It's that I should create my own church. And that's what I tried to do. And even if you're not in the Coffee and Cards Club, there's still Coffee and Cards, which is on Sundays at 9 a.m. This is not really a plug. I'm not trying to plug you to come to Coffee and Cards. Coffee and Cards is free, so definitely come on. But I'm just saying that this is how I have helped mitigate that situation. Because when I'm getting messages from Spirit, I go ahead and... I put it into practice. I believe that spirit's bringing me the information for a reason. Okay, so just like with this information, I felt guided to share with you this information because I feel like it could help you. I hope that you can sense in my heart, my tone or voice, and even my vibration that I am doing this out of love. It's all love so that you can go ahead and you can feel better about your beliefs and you don't have to care about what anybody else in your family thinks about because of the religion. And it goes against this. It goes against that. Allow them to believe what they want to believe. Allow them to. Akuna matata it. Okay? Don't talk to them about it. And then if you get that predicament like I did, you can take a note. See what it's trying to teach you. Maybe you need to become stronger in your beliefs. Maybe they're showing you where your weaknesses are in your beliefs. Or maybe it's going to be time to stand up for yourself and be like, dude, we got to change the subject. Okay? <laughs> you know, just go ahead. Change the subject. Let's just move on. And... I just hope that this kind of helped out a little bit. So just like a really recap, you know, remember the, how culture is and your society is. And remember, it's not just like the world as a whole, United States as a whole, but it's also the community that you live in. You know, they might be more for it or more against it. You know, if I go out to like Florida and California, they're probably gonna be way more accepting than if I went to like some small town in Nebraska or whatever. They probably would definitely wouldn't be down with the spiritual stuff. Or maybe they would. You just never know. But also remember those frauds and scams. They happen with everybody across the board. Okay, Everybody, every single kind of career out there, there's frauds and scams. Sadly, we're no different. All right? Just making sure that you're paying attention to those, the media and how it portrays it. It's not always accurate. It's not always right. They have a freaking agenda. Maybe it's still instill fear in us. I don't know why they're trying to make everybody so freaking scared. It's like, it's the opposite that I want to do. I want to make people unafraid. All right. And then of course, the religious dogma. Okay. Hopefully I gave you some points to really think about, to marinate. And the biggest thing that this whole spiritual woohoo stuff has is like this cardinal rule. This is a cardinal rule. Cardinal rule is this. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. And that is because we are all here having our own unique experience and maybe this is just a seed to be planted and you can leave it now and then maybe you'll pick it up later on. Maybe it's not meant for your soul to learn about that particular thing that doesn't resonate with you, at least at this moment in time. I know so many books, you know, courses I read and everything else that didn't make sense to me at the time and now it does. So maybe later on it will. 
But if it resonates, that means that's for you. That's your message there. Run with it. Look more into it. Ask for signs. Give yourself back the power. And then if it doesn't make sense, if you don't like it, if it hit you the wrong way, then you can leave it. Maybe it'll make sense later on. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's going to be something that later on you need to stand up for. Because maybe there's a part of this that you're like, ooh, I need to look more into that. That is something that I feel is like part of me and my sole purpose to try and figure out. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope that you loved it. I hope that you got some insight out of it, made you feel a little bit better about your beliefs, maybe about your abilities and then about your skill set. And I would love to hear from you. So definitely, if you loved this, you can leave a review. Would love that. And because it helps out this podcast. But you can always, if it's personal, just reach out to me at spiritual Heather Danielle on Instagram. Or you can always email me at Heather Danielle Medium at gmail.com. We will see you on Sunday for hopefully coffee and cards. And if not, I will see you back here on Monday for the Divine Forecast. Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.